Hey, Mike. Oh, hi, Stephen M. Hackett. Is this what's happening? Are we doing the show or what? I couldn't come up with a clever intro this week, so here we are. Oh, okay. So should we just get right to it? Let's do it. It is quite the topic today. Today, we are going to be talking about the warning messages designed to inform future generations about long-term nuclear waste. It's actually a really interesting problem, because this material remains radioactive and dangerous for tens of thousands of years. That enters the realm of what is known as the far future, and those are like, that's a very specific phrase. It has to deal with things like, Will humans even still be around in tens of thousands of years? Or what happens when the sun grows to a point where it swallows the earth whole? Hey, everything you've just said there. Yeah. uh, All of this kind of stuff, just like these things, they give me the kind of the heebie-jeebies. Kind of like the Voyager gold records, that idea of just like, oh, we just send stuff out into the Mm -hmm. unknown and just hope someone will be able to interpret it. Yeah. Yeah. It's all kind of unsettling. All right. We should actually start with the problem that this is attempting to solve. Nuclear waste is a significant challenge to deal with. Probably this is a whole topic unto itself, or maybe like too complicated of a topic, but the high-level idea is that nuclear waste material comes from a wide range of places and processes, but ultimately it all has to be stored safely for thousands of years to come until it doesn't become a problem anymore. The danger associated with the waste is dependent on the source of the waste, and that factors into then how it is stored. For instance, some material can be stored above ground in steel containers encased in concrete. And then from the 1940s to the 1990s, like 12 or 13 countries or so, stored nuclear waste at the bottom of the ocean. And believe it or not, that can be safe, but of course it presents a bunch of its own challenges to protect the environment. Some have suggested loading rockets with nuclear waste and blasting them off into space far away from humanity. But again, we've got a couple of issues here. One, launching a rocket with spent nuclear material as a payload could obviously turn horrifically catastrophic if there was a disaster and the rocket exploded. And two, what? So we're just going to send our nuclear waste off to another planet to deal with? Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah, whoever finds the gold records, you know, like 50 years later, they'll find a a Falcon 9 loaded up with nuclear material. It's fine. Yeah, all that's problematic and complicated, right? You can can begin to see how this is a really difficult problem. So all of this brings us to the world of deep geological repositories, which takes several different forms. The general idea is you have a big hole in the ground somewhere where you can store some super dangerous stuff. And a lot of factors go into where these can be placed. You don't want it to be an earthquake zone. You don't want it in a place with a high water table. You want the ground to be stable enough to withstand a huge cavern or borehole being made. Borehole. Borehole. This is a good word. Borehole. And you need it to be remote, while also you got to have whoever owns the land to agree to let you do this. All of this means that there are only a handful of underground facilities that are actually capable of storing nuclear material. The the Goldilocks areas, we'll call them. (laughs) But we're probably too far down the rabbit hole at this point. So why don't we actually just get back to the thing that we want to talk about today? Yes, signage. So no matter how nuclear material is stored, you need to warn people about it. And this has been a known issue since the 1980s. 
And we're really going to focus on a report that came out in 1993. It was published by the Sedea National Laboratories here in the U.S., and it recommended that such messages be constructed at several levels of complexity. This meant that in addition to written words that would be featured on signs, sites should include forbidding or hostile physical features which would immediately convey to future visitors that the site was both man-made and dangerous. Yeah, you think about the words. Like, will people be able to read English in 15,000 years? Or words at all? Maybe we're just sending each other emoji by brainwave by then. Will large language models be able to interpret these? Who could know? (laughs) Well, this kind of stuff was actually kind of considered. The report also says that signage should include pictographic information showing the danger present at the site. The report goes on to outline wording that the messages on the sign should invoke or convey. Here are just a few. The danger is still present in your time as it was in ours. Pretty creepy. The danger is unleashed only if you substantially disturb this place physically. This place is best shunned and left uninhabited. And then what my favorite is, this place is not a place of honor. No highly esteemed deed is commemorated here. Nothing valued is here. There is a Reconcilable Differences episode about that phrase. That when As you read it, I was like, where do I know that from? I think it's one of the early episodes of Wrecked Diffs. They, okay. they talk about that phrase. What I like about these is it's almost like you would need to perform some kind of interpretive dance in which to show this up. How do you indicate this is not a place of honor? Like, and why would you even phrase it that way? Yeah. Incredible. It almost has like a, like a mystic aspect to it yes. in a way that I can't quite put my finger on. It's so incredibly different to the ones in which that precede it. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's the thing that I find so interesting about it. Like, the danger is present in your time. To this place is not a place of honor. Yeah. No highly esteemed deed is commemorated here. Like it's so like it's very Elden Ring. Okay, the report stipulated that the warning messages should become increasingly complex. Here's something from the report. So, starting with rudimentary information, like something man-made is here, to cautionary information, like something man-made is here and it is dangerous. Basic information, which should tell what, when, where, who, and how, and also complex information, which would include highly detailed written records, tables, figures, graphs, maps, and diagrams. That's a big old sign. Mm-hmm. It's a sign with a binder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm sure this report took a, a lot of work to make, obviously, it all, but it all makes sense to me. You have to design something that can withstand almost anything in the future, yet make it clear enough that any sentient being, human or not, could understand it. Some of the examples of hostile physical features really drive this point home. The report suggests things like a series of extremely large spikes emerging from the ground at different angles, or a network of hundreds of house-sized stone blocks dyed black and arranged in an irregular square grid, suggesting a network of streets which feel ominous and lead somewhere. This feels like the kind of like the opposite of that uh, dazzle camouflage we spoke about. <laughs> right? Where, but it's like that idea of creating something that 
is meant to feel ominous, like unsettling and unnatural to us that we wouldn't want to go near it. Yeah. These blocks that we're talking about, the black ones arranged in a regular square, they're intended to make a large area entirely unsuitable for farming or other future use. So just like it becomes barren land by what's been done to it. Yeah, I mean, I would avoid that if I saw it out in the middle of nowhere. I would also. I guess that's the point. <laughs> mm-hmm. Done. <laughs> Well, our thanks to Tim for sending this in. We have a lot of links in the show notes this week. Uh, they're in your podcast player. They're also on the web at relay.fm slash ungenius slash 187. In both places, you will also see a submit feedback button. There you can submit your own favorite weird Wikipedia topic, and it could go on the list for a future episode. We are also in the middle of a membership drive here at Relay FM. This month, all of our members get a bunch of annual specials, special episodes from across the network. We've already published the Ungenius one, in which we looked at a uh, Wikipedia article of a good friend of ours and read through it. It was a lot of fun. But if you're a member of any Relay FM show, you'll get access to all of them. And if you're not a member, now's a great time to check it out. Mike, until the next time we put a bunch of spikes in the ground, say goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye, y'all.